0: All right, everyone uh how you doing i'm sergio from the dodgeball podcast and here with me i have
1: this is will i'll try again yeah will yeah. vanderweiden from the tokyo dodgeball friendship club
0: oh sweet so um and it, this kind of worked out well for me because i knew about you i knew about your club for i want to say about a year and a half now um
1: really how, how did you find us
0: randomly through uh what was it when like when you go on Facebook and sometimes mm. it says uh people you might know or like oh yeah, yeah, yeah for you yeah yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it was just it was just randomly like that yeah, it makes sense <laughs> and I looked up at your pages looked up at some of your clips and was like okay <laughs> you, it's a re- yeah it's a real that. deal yeah <laughs> um but it worked out well for me uh because he's actually in hot in Ohio now so it wasn't that much of a time difference uh any particular yeah. reason why you're visiting there
1: yeah, I just kind of had some family stuff. Um, and I just had to make a quick trip here, but decided to kind of extend it so I can get vaccinated because they're doing such a bad job in Japan. So I'll be here for a few weeks getting that done.
0: Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Are cases still high, or is it just the rollout isn't as uh, efficient as it is? Already? Yeah,
1: both, actually. I mean, they're high. The cases are high, but it's all relative. Um, it's kind of... Not right now, but just a few weeks ago, about a month ago, they were more or less at their highest ever in Japan, like the fourth wave, they were calling it. But compared to America and other countries, like I think the total number of infections per day were about the same as just Ohio in America, Mm. even with all the vaccines being rolled out here uh, in America. Yeah, Japan, the rollout's really slow. I think, I don't know, as of today, it's still way less than 10% of the population has even one shot. Wow. Yeah, it's not not fun. So kind of ironically better to be back here right now. Things are more open, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, I had no idea what you guys were going through over there. Um, But I guess before we get into your story and and the club story as as a whole, is there like, um, I mean, it doesn't sound like you guys are going to play this year. We have been playing, actually. Oh, you have been?
1: We have been playing. Yeah, last year there were a few times where we couldn't play at all um we've i guess we'll get into this probably later but like we have always played indoors more or less but last year we started playing outdoors and right now well until this month we were playing exclusively outdoor this year but now we do have uh one indoor game a week at the moment so we could still do that as long as we keep like the numbers relatively low and um yeah play outdoors uh we can play
0: uh yeah it's okay oh okay uh, so you guys haven't, you, I mean, most of us haven't been playing in over a year. Some of us have. It's just been kind of. Oh, yeah. I guess I didn't think states. about
1: that. Yeah. You guys can't, haven't been playing at all last year?
0: On um, the competitive scene? No, but um, uh, right, there right, was right. like, it was like one league in Arizona that was playing all year. But as far as like competitive tournaments? No.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense.
0: It's very sporadic. Depends on the state.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So, Will, let's talk about you a little bit. Um, All right. Let's get into your background story. Um, what got you into dodgeball?
1: What got me into dodgeball was uh, a co-worker when I lived in Los Angeles. Actually, I lived in L.A. for oh. about 11. Yeah, 11. I bet we know a lot of the same people, actually. <laughs> um, I don't think I met you. You must have gotten into it maybe after me or maybe you moved to L.A. after I left. I'm not sure. Uh, but, uh, what, year, what year was it? So this was 2008 that I started. In LA. Uh,
0: I, I started I left, in 2010.
1: Okay. Okay. Interesting. I uh, left in 20, 2014. Yeah. So I played um, pretty much, yeah, 2008 to 2014. And a coworker got me into it. She was just kind of like, hey, I found this crazy, you know, underground adult dodgeball league. Are you interested in checking it out? And I was like, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know. Uh, so she brought me around. It was like a, I think it was a jamboree at Point Poinsettia Rec Center. Familiar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. It was like the Jamboree, so the game before uh, a league started. This is yeah, back in 2018, so things were still pretty relatively small, I want to say, compared to where it is now. There's no competitive scene, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Wow. Um, I had no idea you were actually – you lived out here and and played Mm -hmm. in WDS. That's actually – Yeah, that was it. Some of the players that you probably know are the ones I know as well. I guarantee it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
1: right <laughs> you know they're still playing i see them all on facebook yeah everybody's still playing for the most part you know do you know uh, jake mason
0: oh of course i do
1: <laughs> yeah he and i he and i were on the very like the we played our first game together ever like we, he was also friends with my coworker, so we played like we started on the same team at the same time oh wow yeah
0: um okay this is gonna be kind of like a random tangent have you ever played in any of the sin cities he hosted
1: no, because those started, I don't know when they started, but like, I think it was shortly before I left and actually I had a couple injuries around, I think around the time it started. So I wasn't like playing, there's like a year and a half I didn't really play. And then there was another six months I didn't play. So I, I just, I didn't end up doing any of those, although I wish I did. They looked like a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> For sure. Um, so it, it, it's kind of funny, you don't, you mentioned you started playing around in LA and Anyone who knows LA, I mean, once you, you know, once the dodgeball bug bites you, it gets you. Yes, um,
1: man. Totally. It's like, it's like became my fight club. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> I, I love the analogy your coworker said. He's an underground dodgeball. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like it's supposed I was to be. Basically, like, I was
1: basically hooked right away. It was, um, it was on Wednesday nights back then. And I had, uh, I also was playing soccer on Wednesday nights at this guy, uh, Robbie Williams' house. He's like a famous um, British singer. He was on like a boy band. He was like the Justin Timberlake of, of England. So anyhow, we were playing at his house up on like the, in the Hollywood Hills off of a Mulholland. So it was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was awesome, you know, on Wednesday nights. And I'm like, oh, so this dodgeball thing's also on Wednesday nights, you know, but I'm playing at Robbie Williams' house. I mean, I love that. Which one, how can I choose And then you know, <laughs> dodgeball? Dodgeball A was just dodgeball. And B had a lot of girls, so I was like, "Okay, this is an easy choice." <laughs> Instead of a bunch of old British dudes. I mean, that's that's basically what sealed the deal for me. <laughs>
0: I'm sure. I'm sure it did, good, and it
1: was a good and it was a good choice. And now we're having this conversation here, you know, uh, 13 years later,
0: <laughs> yeah, roughly, give or take. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh wait, now I kind of lost track. Oh, um, <laughs> I was like. You mentioned Robbie Williams, like, oh, wow. Um, d- didn't think we'd get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what led you to uh, Japan and eventually the start of the dodgeball scene out there?
1: Yeah, Japan, I, I just visited there a few times. Um, first, I think in 2010. And then um, <laughs> also very random. I kind of got into ramen when I was in L.A. and started going to all the different ramen shops. And I started a ramen blog. Um And so that kind of led me to wanting to go back again a second time. And and that time I really like reached out to more people kind of in the ramen scene actually, and kind of was able to make some friends out there. So then that led me to, you know, want to go again, see those friends again. And I mean, really it was during the second trip, I was thinking like, yeah, maybe I should move here. And around the third trip, I was thinking I've got to do it. Like, it's just, it's really, have you ever been to Japan?
0: No, that's actually on my uh, bucket list.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's great. I think everybody that I've known that's visited has, you know, universally loved it, had a great time, super fun. And, um, and then I started thinking, you know, if I go, if I do move to Japan, you know, I know, I've known some people who have moved abroad, just like for the experience, you know, and I really wanted that experience somewhere. Um, But they go for like a year, maybe two, something like that, and just come back. And I really didn't want that to happen to me, you know, just kind of fall back into the work, whatever job I was doing. In LA at the time so that's when I started thinking what if I started do- a dodgeball group there you know and um was able to put that together so that's kind of how it happened
0: wow um I mean you can kind of tell you were going to move there because you took three trips like yeah <laughs> like yeah the first right, and right. the second one didn't get you the third would have would have definitely done the job the third um, one
1: yeah it was it was six months after the third one that I moved there actually yeah so
0: it's pretty quick And you say it was because of the the ramen and the people you met there?
1: Yeah, well, I mean that was kind of the original reason I was going. Like, I went a second time instead of like going to a different country because whenever I would travel abroad, I would like try a new country. But Japan was the first one where I went back to the same country, and I have to yeah, it was ramen that really led me there the second time. But then you know I just got to know more people and got to know the culture a bit more in in Tokyo and, and fell in love with Tokyo. So that's kind of where I was like, okay, I think sure the ramen's great, but I my goal was to start a dodgeball group and try to make that into like a thing that could keep me there.
0: Hmm. And how, how long did it take to put all that together? You said you moved where in like 2013, I moved, 2014? Yeah,
1: January, 2014 is when I moved there. Um, right. So I guess I left LA in 2013 um, and it took about five months to figure out a way to get access to, to some gyms in Tokyo. It's actually really difficult compared to LA. And uh, so then it was May, no June that we started our. First, we had our first game in June. That's right, 2014.
0: And, and what would you say? You said it was kind of difficult to get a gym compared to LA. Like, can varied. you uh, kind of go into that? Like, is there a lot of like a lot more yeah. regular- renting gym space, or?
1: Yeah, it basically comes down to Tokyo being just such a gigantic city and really crowded. You know, so there's space is limited basically. And Mm. I remember, I can remember in LA, I want to say it was maybe 2010, something like that. Um, You know, I kind of got too serious, (laughs) took it too seriously, Dodgeball, when I was in LA. It's pretty competitive. And so I was scheduling some practices for our team in just the rec league, you know. And I can remember just calling, actually it was Point City Rec Center and just, you know, being able to book a couple hours or maybe an hour block something really easily. Like on some random, you know, weekday night, something like that. And then if it's it's nothing like that at Tokyo. Tokyo, if you're trying to go for kind of the YMCA rec center equivalent, you need to first like win a, a lottery. That's usually like two months out. So you're like if you want to get May, you're trying to applying for the lottery in March, and it's really competitive, and it's really expensive, like prohibitively expensive.
0: Wow. So
1: we've actually never played at a public gym like that. I figured out a way to get into elementary school gyms. So we go play at Japanese elementary school gymnasiums, just like, you know, like when we were back in kindergarten, stuff like that, first grade. Um, They like, they make those available. Some of them are made available to the general public. And those are usually still a lottery system, although each, they're called wards in Tokyo. So instead of like districts, so each ward has its own unique kind of system for how to do it. But um, most I'd say are, are a lottery system about a month out, but at least I can get some of those. You know what I mean? At least with some regularity. Now, the hard, the really hard part is that I can't, I can almost never get the same gym on the same day, you know, week to week. So that makes it really hard to do like a, like a league, you know, expecting people to be able to like move from location to location each week, or maybe not even on the same day each week.
0: Wow. Um... Yeah, it's tricky. <laughs> I, it 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 kind of I mean it definitely uh, blows my mind. Um every time I hear something like different from like other countries and stuff. Like, right. So you guys have you guys always had like open gyms but never like any consistent league going on? We
1: we we've done a couple leagues where like I happen to find maybe like one month with let's say five days like five Mondays that month. You know how that sometimes happens? Yeah. And like like where I was like, Okay, there's five in a row. all all at the same location. Okay. On the same day. So then a couple of times I did that. And I just, like I said, we're doing a league, we're going to have at least five games, (laughs) you know what I mean? In a row. Mm -hmm. And so everybody just bear with me for the following month. Cause I can't like book two months in advance, at least at these elementary school gyms. So it's like, here's the first month. And then, you know, in about a month, I'll be able to tell you about the following month, if we can get the same gym or we have to just make up the last, say three games of the league, you know, somewhere else. Hopefully, it's on the same day. So, we've done that a couple of times. And we do do tournaments pretty regularly, at least two a year, like an anniversary tournament and a Halloween tournament. I've usually oh, been able wow. to do that. Yeah, get like a three or possibly even a four hour block somewhere.
0: Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, you say uh, one in Halloween and one when again? And
1: our anniversary tournament, which would be around June. I don't know about this year. We didn't have one last year, but I'm going to try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sure the people there uh, are definitely enjoying it. What ball types do you guys use over there?
1: Okay, so right now we have our, our own proprietary one. It's it's similar to the ones I think that people usually use in LA, although I'm not entirely sure what they use now. Just like the kind of standard airfield. Um, people usually say they're rubber, but I'm pretty sure they're actually made out of PVC. because That's what I was told when I got them made from a, a manufacturer. Mm. Uh, so we use those and they're seven inch. And when we started, I used actually balls that I bought from uh we Hope Dodgeball. And those are like kind of the same style, just
0: eight inch. And um like just kinda of like give a rundown on like on the scene over there, like how many is it per team? How many is it um like how many courts do you guys have running at the same time?
1: Yeah, well, when it's not COVID time, of course, we usually right. have two courts running. So, I mean, if you think of Poinsettia Rec Center or any rec center, right, you can kind of split it down the middle and have two games going on that way. And because the vast majority of what we do is open gym, um, you know, it doesn't matter how many people show up, right? So, I mean, nowadays, obviously, it's quite, <laughs> quite smaller, but we would regularly get 60 or 70 you know, a game, depending on how many games I had per week, you know, or what, what day of the week it was, that was really common. The gyms are a little bit, I'd say the elementary school gyms are a little bit smaller than the rec centers in LA from what I remember. Cause I remember back then it was super common to have a hundred people show up and not feel too crowded. And so, yeah, we're about <laughs> two, yeah, too crowded. Right. I mean, I remember being on a team with like 22 people and that was a little bit rough. Um, but yeah, we'll have like, we'll have like yeah 60 to 70 or we've hit 80 a few times at a regular you know open gym game uh, back in the day
0: yeah i mean 100 people in a gym in la (laughs) on the surface it sounds like a lot but not really i mean this is like a a typical wednesday for us
1: yeah it's pretty the gyms are pretty wide so that it works out a little bit
0: (laughs) a little bit better (laughs) and um are you the only one uh like are you are you like running it by yourself or do you have like a group of people that help you out that you like to shout out it's
1: basically me right now or has been me um again because it's just so it's so hard to reserve things that there's only a handful of games a week you know what i mean like usually i'd say two on average is what it used to be um so it's just me running it obviously i'd get help from people you know a lot of help from people all the time in various different ways i have to worry about like getting things translated obviously so i get help from that from different friends or um my buddy Taka is actually running it right now while I'm in Ohio for about a month. He's one of the best catchers I've ever seen, by the way. What's his so sh- name? Taka. Shout out to Taka.
0: <laughs> Taka. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the best catchers you ever seen.
1: He is. He's real good. Real good. I wish, I really wish I could bring some people over to LA sometime and uh, <laughs> let them see what that's like. Be fun.
0: Is there um, just like a curiosity uh, from the local scene about LA or? Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, sure. They'd love to do it. I'm, I would like to. I, we started trying to expand right before COVID happened. So actually, was it 2019? Maybe it was end of 18. Like we went over to Korea. I think about 20 of us went over there and we played there. It's not really a scene in Korea, so we were able to find a few Korean people, you know, just by maybe friends of friends. So we played there. We moved down to Osaka, started playing some games there. That was right at the end of 2019. So that has been shut down for now. Um, I'd really like to do that. I'd love to take people to America once, you know, things to open up around the world again, for sure.
0: <laughs> I mean, I would say if you, if you want to take them somewhere, you know, take them to Vegas. Uh, they'll I'll do a tournament, a right? Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, prior to COVID, would you say that the scene was starting like to grow more and more?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, yeah, I was, you know, I was doing other work when I was out there the first few years. So dodgeball is kind of like on the side thing, you know, that I was doing. Um, But right. It started, I started to try to open it up and then it really, I kind of guess I got lucky because as I said earlier, we're playing outdoors right now, primarily. And we had never done that before until it was right before COVID. I found a gym down in Bahama, not a gym actually. It's a futsal court, like a small outdoor soccer field, you know? Yeah. I'm on a rooftop on top of Yokohama Station. So we tried a few games there just to see, you know, if like people would come out for an outdoor game. And it worked. And so that actually ended up being a godsend once COVID happens, because now we we play there all the time. And that's one of the few places we can play.
0: Wow. Uh on top of the rooftop.
1: Yeah. And that's that's something that I mean, that's kind of expensive to book, but um at least I can get that relatively uh consistently. So we play there now and that that just kind of having that other option, as you know, and especially down in I don't expect anybody to know this, but like Yokohama is about 30, 40 minutes from Tokyo, depending on where you are in Tokyo. So it's a little bit like further away, maybe like east side versus west side in L.A. Mm. kind of thing. So that's kind of like a slightly different location for us to play and started to get some people from Yokohama area to come out more often. So that's good. And there's this great place, man. I, I really want to. I want to mention this. It's so cool. I just found this place a couple months ago. Have you ever heard of like the big Shibuya crossing, like a big crossing in Tokyo? A big it's crossing? Yeah, it's like this big pedestrian crossing. Like it's in. It's been in different movies, like Lost in Translation, or it's. I think it's one of the main things that that crops up when you search for things to do in Tokyo. It's like a huge pedestrian crossing. It's like a. It's kind of like a famous location. Anyhow, I feel, it,
0: it, I feel like I, I know what you're talking about because you. mentioned yeah. that movie.
1: Yeah, right. Right. It's like they drive through it. You kind of see it. It's right. And it's the third big third busiest train station in the world. Uh, subway station should be a station anyhow. Oh. Like right right next to that crossing is this new kind of like park slash um, shopping center and restaurant like area kind of like a new thing really fun really nice they built it they remodeled it for the olympics and on the rooftop is like a park with actual grass and there's a sand volleyball court also like caged Mm. in and we started playing dodgeball there just maybe two months ago and that's a blast playing on sand and like there's all these people kind of walking by and like checking us out it's like a it's really cool and i can kind of right at the moment i can still Reserve it pretty uh, regularly, so that's like a new, also really new thing that we do, kind of right in the center of Tokyo. <laughs> and
0: wow, um, now it makes me want to go out there when I can. Dude. Yeah, dude, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so generally, like, um, what's like the age group of people in your leagues? Oh yeah, from like twenty.
1: We have a couple teenagers through i don't know there's some people i'm not sure how old they are but probably you know we've had people in the 60s play like it doesn't matter but most people obviously are like 20s and 30s maybe you know early 40s mid 40s
0: so similar demographic as to los angeles or yeah right, i think else. like
1: that kind of that kind of sport right that kind of attracts that type of person that age group
0: <laughs> and um i mean obviously it's kind of difficult to get like consistent gyms or even like bigger gyms or whatever but yeah you you've always you you seem to adapt to uh, always getting like a new spot and you've been there long enough to know um which i got to give you credit for you've been there long enough to like kind of maneuver your way around make something happen out of nothing um yeah
1: yeah and then when you know what do they say necessity is the mother of invention so right you know covid happens and i just had to I guess it's easy to just be like, kind of go with the status quo. Okay, we're playing in elementary school gyms and that's kind of what it is. And then it's like, oh, I can't do any dodgeball. Well, I got to find a way to make this happen. You know, that kind of forced us into finding some really good new options.
0: So how long after COVID or did you guys play through COVID or how long after it started that you guys started playing again?
1: Yeah, when it first started, um, I think it was March. Everything got canceled March, April, May. And things were, I can't, I honestly can't remember right now when the indoor gyms opened back up, back up the, the schools, although it was, it was quite limited, but, um, it was, I want to say June or July last year realized, um, I could use that, that futsal court I mentioned on top of Yokohama station, um, because it's outdoors and that was still open. So as long as we kept the numbers kind of down a little bit, we could do that. So that was June and we played there. I want to just say consistently more or less, it may have been canceled at one point for like a month or so in Yokohama. And then like sporadically, like certain months last year, um, the gyms like opened up and then closed back down again, depending on when the government uh, declared a state of emergency. We've had three or four of those now, um, Hmm. maybe. Yeah, so like sometimes they'd be open and sometimes they'd be closed and and right now they're open. They've just opened up this month in June. Uh, They were closed before this year, but it's like the way each time the government declares a state of emergency, it's a little bit different. They kind of like have slightly different rules. And so right now, all businesses and then includes the gyms too, have to close at eight o'clock, which means we can play like based on the time when we can enter the gym. It's like it becomes just one hour of dodgeball instead of like a two hour open gym. So we just kind of, you know, rolled with that made like we started timing all the games. So it's like a six or seven minute game kind of thing because um uh obviously such a short amount of time and with fewer players we only have one court going on usually so that way nobody's out for too long so we've just kind of you know adapted like you said so we can still make it happen have fun
0: um yeah i mean i, I, I didn't realize like uh, what was going on over there to be honest but man. <laughs> yeah right <laughs> I mean, 2020 was pretty much what I call like the the year of the snap. Just like everything just stopped. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you watched Avengers Endgame, but that's pretty much the reference I just made. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. But okay, makes sense. Sure. <laughs> most of yeah, your audience pretty, will get that one. I
1: think. Yeah.
0: I, I, I'm sure most of my audience will get that. <laughs> and maybe some people over in Tokyo will get that, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how was it like uh, adjusting to the language barrier out there? Like, I would imagine oh, you're better at Japanese now than you are. Yeah, I was, I'm a
1: little bit better now than when I first, <laughs> first went over there. Um, it's, Japanese is hard, man. It's, one of, it's considered one of the hardest languages if you come from an English-speaking background. Uh, but it's, you know, it's fun to learn something so drastically different, and it, it forces you, this is not like a language podcast, but it forces you to like reconsider your own language and like why we do things the way we do. And that sometimes, really, there might be not really be a reason or a good reason, or there's better ways to speak. You know, it could be done differently. That and it might be better. So that's kind of that's fun for sure. Um. Yeah, forgot what I was going to say there. Going to say something else. Oh yeah, um, one thing that's really great about the language barrier that I didn't realize until I came back to America after being over there for a, a little while is that like I'll walk around anywhere, right in public. And unless I'm really paying attention, I don't, like, I don't know what people are saying in general, just in like passing conversations. Right. And that's awesome. It's super liberating to just be able to walk around and just like by default, not know what people are saying. So you never like anything they're saying never like enters my own consciousness, if that (laughs) makes sense. And then I fly back to America and I'm in the airport and I'm just walking past some, you know, people working at the airport or, or other travelers, whoever, and they're, Talking and saying something maybe annoying, and it just, I automatically understand it, and it's automatically in my brain. And then I automatically start thinking about it. I'm like, oh, that's this is annoying. <laughs> so that's kind of a strange, like, underrated, like, yeah, bonus to not understanding the language sometimes. <laughs> you
0: can just go on about your day, not really think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things
1: just roll you over. Here, you it's can just like, Right, right. It's like hard to hard to stay focused sometimes because over there you just don't know what else is going on. You just you can be like focused in your own head thinking about something.
0: <laughs> so outside of dodgeball and ramen, what is what is there to do out there uh, in, in Tokyo?
1: In Tokyo, what is there to do? Oh man. Uh, or what is Dakota. there out there that you, you enjoy doing? I love traveling. I still like traveling um, around Japan like to all the different locations, like different cities. Kyoto uh, is one of the most beautiful cities I've ever been to. It's uh, one of my most favorite cities in the world. Um, Kyoto, I mean, anywhere in Japan, really, and a lot of places in Asia, they have like these tiny little uh, bars and restaurants that you can go to when you're kind of out and about. Um, That because they're really small, like the owners really can impart their own personality to the place. So... And yeah, just kind of made me think about like L.A. You go to almost any bar in L.A. It's like kind of a big location, right? Because um, I've always heard that the liquor licenses in L.A. are really expensive. And so unless you have like you basically have to have a large space in order to make like enough money back each night to afford the liquor license. Whereas in Japan, there's not really a such thing as a liquor license. <laughs> like <laughs> almost anywhere, it's like like carve out a little hole in the wall and start a restaurant bar. I think you just go buy some beer and sell it. And so like you get all these like really quirky, idiosyncratic places that are like, oh, this is like this kind of like metal, tiny little metal bar, or this is like a little flamenco bar or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all these cool little
0: spots. Wow. Um, And yeah, it is expensive to get a liquor license out here. Uh, (laughs) I can say that because I do work in that that industry. And uh, yeah. I know how much my boss uh, has to pay every year mm-hmm. for that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd heard stuff when I was out there. So imagine if you had to pay like almost nothing.
0: <laughs> it looks like uh, my boss might want to go to Japan next.
1: Wouldn't that Wouldn't that be awesome? And you can like just have your own space and do exactly what you want with it because you're going to attract people that
0: want what you're doing. You know, and it doesn't have to be that many people. So it's a lot easier to quote-unquote get a liquor license then rent (laughs) gym space yeah i'd say so yeah for sure god yeah yeah it just clicked in my head like this is actually the easiest thing he actually mentioned right yeah
1: (laughs) true that but 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 then to like actually get a space to rent out a space in tokyo i mean i've looked into it it's uh i don't know what it is in la i mean i'm sure it's expensive too just to rent a space period but um man tokyo it's crazy it's crazy
0: so um i know you, you mentioned you had some some lease going on you had some open gyms going on and sometimes mm-hmm. in different locations um yeah. would you say there's a need for a competitive scene out there or like a hunger for it do you feel for like sure it, De- ball definitely has gotten to that point in tokyo definitely
1: yes i would i i would love to how should i put this <laughs> i would love to have like an outlet for the people who take it a little bit too seriously. Um, Because, you know, we, we, no matter where I schedule the games, there's like a core group of people that more or less always comes out. And then like those people, like, so it's not really split up. Like these people you only see here and these people you only see here. There's a little bit of that. But like we, so because there there isn't really such a delineation between I don't know locations and stuff that if you're a brand new person you're going to be playing against people who have been playing you know for five or six years in Tokyo and and usually that's fine because I you know we're we're a pretty kind of small group and close knit so like we kind of we talk a lot everybody kind of knows you know the vibe that I'm hoping for you know where everybody's uh, can feel welcome. And, you know, just kind of focus on fun. But then, you know, there's just people who play, have been playing for a long time. and I mean, I'm sure you know, like, and I was super competitive in LA. Like, that's fun too, of course. So it's like, I'm always trying to strike the balance in every game between the two things. But man, yeah, I would love to have, like, a, here's the, uh, the Bronson League of Tokyo, right? <laughs> here's the, on this <laughs> night, on a Thursday night, it's the Bronson night, okay? Like, you guys go have fun over there and you can play as hard as you want and like that's that's uh that's accepted that's that's fine then that way you know when you come on the monday night or the sunday night yokohama like you're gonna be playing a little bit differently there's gonna be new people and and people out there people there just for fun and yeah there's a there's definitely i people talk to me all the time about like when can we have another league when's the next tournament that kind of thing yeah
0: So you guys uh, use the no sting balls, but also like the bigger rubber balls, the eight point five ones as well? No, just the
1: just our seven inch uh, no sting balls. That's it. We don't have the eight point fives at all. Oh, okay. It's just that no foam. I've never actually used foam myself. Uh, it's just those the no sting ones.
0: Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you you, you do agree there's a competitive uh hunger out there, like for something for,
1: for more sure. For sure, yeah. And I mean, what what tends to happen in the games is like um, people who haven't played for a long time and are really competitive. There's like kind of like meta games going on during the game where it's like, sure, there's some new people or very casual people playing. But like, so those competitive people will be like really just going for each other within the game. You know what I mean? Like you see that it's like, (laughs) they're gunning, they're gunning, like I'm gunning for you and you're gunning for me. And like, there's still another game going on with all these other people. But like, you know, we're not gonna like throw at a brand new person, you know, the same way we throw it at each other. <laughs> it's a lot of that going on. I
0: I laugh because <laughs> any like, like I've done interviews before uh, from players all over the all over the world and even some parts of this country, and it's uh, it sounds like it's just like regardless of the culture and the language spoken, it's always, as far as dodgeball goes that culture is universal
1: yeah <laughs> yes yeah for sure i mean we have a lot of uh we have a lot of international people too by the way like it's, it's about half japanese and then half people from wherever else any other country and uh i the super competitive maybe two competitive people are always not japanese <laughs> i have to say <laughs> it's always like us you know what i mean not the jet like anytime i have to talk to people about like just you know take it easy on these people or like just you know remember it. we're here to have fun and then go drinking you know um it's i never have to tell like a japanese person that <laughs> ever <laughs> uh
0: what about uh you mentioned him before what about taka is he competitive or
1: oh he's competitive but he's like the best guy such a great guy like he gets it you know what i mean like he kind of he gets it he understands the vibe he anytime like he's always like doing sniper shot he can throw like from his knees he's like a he has his crazy sidearm throw from his knees and he's always kind of like hiding behind somebody and like he's always and he's super accurate so he's always going for you know like me or some other player like me right and anytime he hits anybody he's not intending to he's like oh sorry 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 i'm sorry <laughs> but like yeah so we have a lot of people that get it like that but uh, yeah so he's competitive there's other very very Good Japanese players, for sure. But like, you know, the Jap- Japanese people in general are, are considered light, and, and that is true. So, like, I never really have problems with any kind of uh, I don't know aggro energy from
0: them. Really, never. I'd say. Yeah. So um, hypothetically, if there was a <laughs> um, uh, how do I say a Japanese national team. Yeah. Is that something like in the works that you would like to see happen or is it something yes. you're planning to make happen? Yeah. The, the thing is
1: there's also, so I didn't know this before I came out here and started this, but Japanese people, like every single Japanese person played dodgeball in elementary school, every mm. single one. Like it's like part of the national curriculum. So they've all played it, but they play, I don't know if you know about this. I think this is the, the case in some other countries too. It's a one ball version of dodgeball. Yeah where there's players on the outside then too of, of each team, like behind each team. And so that's a completely different type of game. Um, Cause we tried it a few times just for fun. And like the movement's different, the strategy's way different because you're p- kind of passing the ball back and forth, you know, um, with your teammates. And there's from what I've seen just from some searching around and stuff, there's like a, there is a national, like, I don't know, Maybe not league structure, but like there'll be like every now and then some national tournaments, and some kind of like each prefecture will have like their team you know for like a certain tournament of that style of dodgeball, but like there's some decent amount of organization for that that does exist, but not the kind that we do the, the seven ball style
0: oh wow um, yeah <laughs> i mean i I know the 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 type of dodgeball you're talking about because it's yeah. popped up on. YouTube a few times. And it, to me, it looks like there's like two different teams on the outside. It looks like a wave. Like yes. It, the movement looks more like a, like an ebb and flow kind of wave. Just like, yes. Being passed around back and forth and randomly thrown in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's a lot more running involved in that one
1: and a lot less throwing. There's just one ball.
0: And what did you, what did you think of that form of dodgeball? It's, it's totally,
1: it's interesting. It's fun. I mean, we only tried it a few times. And yeah, like I said, it, it's very different. Um, I, I do, I mean, I'm biased, of course. I like ours way more. I introduced that style to, this, to that country, right? Um, and I do like the fact that you get to throw way more often, you know, because we have seven balls. So like just the opportunities to throw it is just way more. And the kind of different strategies involved so I like ours better. It's fun too. It's definitely fun.
0: So, um, I guess what I was getting to, um, if you had to pick like three people to play seven, uh, seven ball style, um, from one of your local leagues, and I know you mentioned Taka who, who would the other <laughs> two be representing, uh, Japan? Oh man, you're putting me on the
1: spot. Oh, oh man. Do they, do, do you want me to tell you Japanese
0: people? um yeah or how about this um let's take let's go with <laughs> japanese people and then people who like you move there
1: yeah it's funny because i was i'm still hoping maybe uh olympics are supposed to happen in japan next month and i was hoping to have a tournament that's like the olympic version of of dodgeball so it would be like team america versus team japan versus <laughs> team team france team like rest of europe or you know whatever uh because and so so we have thought about this a little bit oh man this is tough though i don't want anybody to listen to this podcast that if i
0: I leave oh it's not like we're not global
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay team japan man well let's let's say oh god this is real hard dude i'm gonna say represent i want to say like representing like representing who we are is like a like a fun group and also, like, skilled, you know, but not just, like, to, to crush people or try to crush people. Yeah, um, anyway, which, like, which I'm sure, Which I'm sure we would. Would be, uh, I want this guy, mae to play. Just a super funny dude from Osaka. He's great. He's also really good at dodgeball. I love that guy. He's got, like, the best vibe. Like, if everybody could be like him. Um, we would be... What's his name? Mae-chan. Mae-chan. mae But we call him Mae-chan. mae Ma-e-chan. Ma-e-chan. Mae-chan. For sure. He's great. He's been playing for a long time, too. Oh dude. I might have to I might have to pass on the third Japanese person because there's there's a lot that are really good, but I, I don't know if I can choose you know which one. Uh maybe I'll think about it a little bit more.
0: Okay. And what about the you said you had other people there too, like other like people from France, people from Europe. Yeah, all different
1: countries. Um a lot oh. of Europeans, a lot of a lot of Americans. Um, you know, people people come and go too. So like over the course of the seven years we've been doing this almost, no, it is seven years now this month. Um, a lot of people have played and were like a really central part of the, of the group and then moved back to their own country. Like that's happened a lot. So we we've lost a lot of people that way. Oh man. I wish this
0: is like, I wish you had asked me before.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how hard to just bring this on you. All
1: right. How about it? How about let's, let's do just the Americans. Cause I, I was thinking about like a team America.
0: Okay, fair, uh, fair a, enough.
1: A, a who it would be. And so I put this guy, his name's Connor from uh, California. He goes by Connie. This is his nickname. I think I'd put him on there. He was a baseball player in, in high school. Mm. I put him on there. Um, another guy from California, Jimmy, both from like the, the Bay Area. Jimmy, amazing catcher, good friend of mine. Jimmy, an American. Ken, this guy, Ken, everybody's from California. I'm just realizing. Uh, <laughs> Also from the Bay Area. Well, I never thought about this at all from the Bay Area. Ken, Ken Wan. he might be up there. There's a guy, Lee, uh, Levi, real tall dude, like really athletic. I think he was also a baseball player. He's a great, great thrower and catcher. Um, that's more than three already.
0: <laughs> yeah, thinking I'm of, detecting a pattern man, here.
1: Five-man five team there.
0: <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I was detecting a little pattern there. I mean, uh, other than you, everyone else, you mentioned North Cal- Northern California. I know,
1: but they never played in California. None of them ever played before Japan. It's just a wow. coincidental, I think. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a coincidence. Um, wow, that's actually so. You were pretty much their introduction to dodgeball was you over there versus yeah WDS or Weho here.
1: Yeah, we have, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, I can think of like one or two people that are with us that did play our style, like back in their home country. Like my one friend, uh, this girl, uh, she's also great, Inez from fans, Like she did play around paris the paris area like this i think i want to say it was six ball but whatever you know, almost the same style so she did play there a little bit before coming over uh, but for the most part everybody their first experience was in,
0: in tokyo yeah Wow. Oh, so i mean your move there really did start somewhat of a revolution as far as the growth of the sport in asia <laughs> that's yeah, a big that's a
1: big name a big word revolution <laughs> i said
0: what i said <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was it was something yeah it's a new thing and, and especially like um you know how it is in la it's a community too you know it's a, it's a social circle as well like that for me is honestly more important than the game by by a little bit um especially like as the organizer so i'm i'm happy that we've had I want to say it's like eight marriages from the group, you know what I mean? At this point, like why wow. I don't remember maybe five children were born to the people who, who met each other, um, in dodgeball in, in Tokyo. And obviously like especially, well, not especially, but like for expats, like it's a great, I mean, you know, it's a great way to meet other people who speak English or like speak your language, whatever that happens to be. And a community of people who want to get out and do stuff you know and it's also obviously a great way for japanese people to like meet uh foreigners you know at the same time people want to like kind of experience other countries uh cultures cuz japan is so kind of you know insular in a way like the language is is obviously uh that's a barrier so yeah we get to do that too and I'm really happy about that
0: yeah, it kind it, it's kind of uh giving me those uh la vibes from what you're describing cuz mm-hmm. i mean you can literally bump into like Europeans, Italians, even Koreans and Japanese here. Right, 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 for sure, yeah. It's probably not I mean I would I would think Tokyo is probably bigger than LA if anything. Oh, way bigger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Way it's bigger. It's giving me a, a lot of the same vibes there. Um, what what
1: is LA? How many how many people? Like, is like 15 million, 12?
0: I mean, well, there's so many people that moved away from last year, yeah. but um I say oh, that's yeah. 12. That's
1: I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. Tokyo, like, but this is if you if you not just L.A. city, but obviously if you think like L.A. and Orange County and the San Fernando Valley, like all that together is you know a probably, lot of people. Yeah, that'd probably be Tokyo. Like- Tokyo, if, Tokyo. If you do the same thing with like the contiguous area, which would include like Yokohama and other areas like called Saitama and even into Ibaraki and Chiba, um, it's like thirty-five million people. It's crazy.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah, and I do know some people that like will go to dodgeball regularly from these places like Chiba and Saitama, where they're on a train for like an hour or or more each way just to come to dodgeball, like they're addicted. Yeah, so we Who do drop people start it over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit on a train for that long to go to dodgeball.
0: But wow, bless you for doing that. <laughs> I, two hours on a train, you're playing. An hour, maybe two, depending on restrictions. Right, right, right. You're right. beaten up, you're tired, and you're taking a two hour
1: train back. And you're working too. Cause like when we play on like a Monday, which used to be our, our main uh, our main night, like they're working and they show up in business clothes, get changed, play dodgeball for two hours. But I mean, I get it. I told you, it was like when I, I had an office gig back in LA when I was there playing and it was my fight club, it was Wednesday nights and I'd be like, all right, it's Monday. This sucks I'm at work, but only two more days till I get to play dodgeball and act like an idiot, you know, <laughs> and drink too much at Happy Endings in Hollywood.
0: Oh, wow. Um, a little, maybe,
1: uh, maybe one beer too much each time, let's say.
0: Man. Uh, <laughs> well, first off, I want to say that's a throwback for anyone who, who's been in L.A. <laughs> uh, second, I don't, do I want to give you the bad news or do I want to not give you the bad news? Oh, that Happy Endings is gone? Yeah. I'm not surprised. (laughs) They
1: they probably had some violation or or something.
0: I mean, I'll leave that for people to speculate. Um, (laughs) If anyone's ever been there, y'all know what I'm talking about. And that's uh, (laughs) that. It was fun while I was there, while it lasted.
1: While it lasted, yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, man. I, I don't know if I mentioned this on on recording or not but i I mentioned tokyo being on like my bucket list of cities to Mm -hmm. visit and you've pretty much not only validated it but (laughs) pretty much added to why i should go out there whenever i can do it (laughs) do it man you're gonna have a good time i guarantee you're gonna have a blast Uh, there's been
1: a few there's been a few of you wdsds who have come out here in the past few years yeah 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 and I'm like, wait a minute, I know you, don't? I? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And then we're like, do you know this guy? Do you know this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> even a couple of people that like maybe, maybe one that I actually played with. I'm like, oh, I told we know each other, don't we? And they're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to speak for them. They're like, oh, this is great. I love it here in <laughs> Tokyo. I want to come back. They all say exactly that. <laughs> oh, man. Um,
0: it, it, wow. Um, hey, man, um, I can give
1: you some good recommendations too
0: pretty much pretty much have and um (laughs) i I think the one thing that i'm like kind of like taken aback by is just the fact that in some ways i mean there's there's a lot of things that we uh, we are uh, different in but one thing about dodgeball is that it translates or transcends uh culture it's its own culture it's its own language uh when you mentioned was it five or six marriages (laughs) <laughs> yeah A couple yeah. kids no eight i um, think eight marriages Yeah, eight marriages yeah a couple kids in the mix um similar demographic between here and la yeah um you pretty much started that and normally uh i have this thing where i call the legacy question where i ask the guests uh how would you like to be remembered once you play your final game and that's a bit of a tearjerker of a question <laughs> and
1: You got me, man.
0: (laughs) But I always had a twist at the end. So, Will, um, you've been in Tokyo for seven years. You've started a, and I'm going to continuously call it, you started a club that became a revolution where you have people (laughs) taking two-hour, three-hour train rides just to play, (laughs) some in business clothes. You're playing on rooftops. Um, Yeah, it's fun, yeah with great scenery, how would you like to be remembered once you step off the court for a final time?
1: I I think I'm already there. I mean, I just, yeah, I like that I s- did start this thing. You know what I mean? That I, I know how much fun I had and how grateful I am to uh, like Stanza back in LA for starting Dodgeball and creating like a, a way for me to just have a lot of fun and make a lot of friends and find a new side of myself. And so I'm already happy that I, you know, when I first moved here, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know, you know, if I'm going to go home in a, in a year or something. But I already feel satisfied, very satisfied that I've, that it is what it is. And it's thanks to the people who are in Dodgeball Games. There's just great people. And, you know, like the vibe that we have. Is fun. It's fun and it's a community. And I know this is going to resonate with a lot of people, anybody else who plays dodgeball, it, it feels like a family in, in a lot of ways. So I'm happy. I'm not satisfied because I do want to make this bigger. I want to make this bigger. And this, uh, I'll be honest, yeah, this, the COVID and not being able to play, you know, especially for some periods of time made me reappreciate, you know, the ability to play. Um, and I, yeah, so, okay. This is not a great answer. I'm realizing. As a, no, I'm no, jumping, no. <laughs> I'm jumping around. So my legacy, yeah, I I would love this to be way bigger and for there to be like a national tournament or at least like an East-West tournament, like Osaka, Tokyo, Kansai versus Kanto kind of tournament, um, like yearly kind of thing. I would love... For that to happen, I would love to spread this thing into South into South Korea as well, into Seoul. Um, already found the best bar over there, uh, <laughs> and and a great bar in Osaka. I'm jealous of the bars they have because they have a little bit more space in Tokyo. Um, no, let me just—I <laughs> don't know where I'm going with this. Basically, I, I just legacy-wise, I just want to have made um, you know a way for people to have fun and have the same experience I did in L.A. and like kind of find a new part of themselves a new part of their personality and kind of you know maybe make a positive change in their life
0: um I know you kind of said that you went all over the place but it actually made <laughs> sense um I'm gonna it actually did because to anyone who I mean there's plenty of people who play dodgeball that listen to this they'll get it
1: Yeah, of course. There's also
0: a few people who might be friends of players or people who support a certain player, um, you know, who'll listen to their interview and be like, you know what? It sounds like you're having a lot of fun, but it also sounds like there's a lot going on (laughs) and they'll get it too. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm already right. I'm already
1: happy, but you know, that happiness is kind of, I have a little bit of a drive to do a bit more once uh, things kind of go back to quote-unquote normal you
0: know and yeah and i was actually going to touch on that um you you're happy at the impact you made but it it's very evident from listening to you and listening to your answer to the question and talking for almost an hour now that Mm -hmm. you're motivated to do more and you're not like you said you're not satisfied with where it's at now you want to make it bigger you want to you have like a lot of things that you like to plan out for the future um you said they don't call them districts they call them wards
1: in tokyo they're called yeah wards different wards that kind of act like their own cities within tokyo yeah. more or less
0: um like i would love to see that uh award versus ward kind of tournament and i'm sure oh, yeah. once covid is over with you'll you'll get your foot on the ground on that end um, yeah
1: like i said it's 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 if you look at like the whole area it's the biggest city in the world and I should be able to yeah kind of have more people have this great experience that you know you and I have have had ourselves right I just want to make that happen for more people
0: and it can and it will and it's not for lack of effort it's not for lack of trying um it's literally because of the pandemic and maybe some of the gym regulations there yeah uh, yeah what what you started gonna there is going to continue for sure man and um yeah, it's it's kind of funny like how I found you guys randomly through like <laughs> a suggested Facebook request or something. Yeah. And um hopefully people who listen to this who are a part of the Friendship Club in Tokyo, people who've played in the past or people who might be going to Tokyo anytime soon, um there's a community there that'll that you can at least be familiar with and through that, I'm sure you'll be more adaptive in tokyo and enjoy your stay or enjoy your your new life there as well as <laughs> whether you're next yeah, patriot people. or a new citizen yeah. um the french of the world are for you people
1: of the world come to tokyo come play a dodgeball and you might want to move here move there yeah, actually yeah you
0: you might want to move there uh well he says here he's in ohio but <laughs> i keep getting confused i'm like, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> How many times have you woken up feeling like you're in the wrong time zone?
1: Oh, yeah. Until yesterday. I've been home for just over a week. Until yesterday, I was waking up at like five thirty, six thirty every morning. You know what I mean? Like, where? What? Am- what's going on? For sure. <laughs> and going to bed at like, you know, 10.30, like crashing big time. Oh, God. Who does that? Are we old? Yeah. Yeah, I think oh, I am. I don't know how old you are, but I am. For sure. I've been playing Dodge for too long. Too long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I would say safe to assume from someone who never met you uh yeah. someone who literally come across you you're doing something positive and Thank on you, that Matt. end I want to say mission accomplished
1: all right appreciate and it very much thanks brother
0: i also want to say um i i kind of lost my train of thought uh <laughs> you sounded was, like you're coming to
1: a great point like it was all the whole podcast it, it, was leading to it was there that it was moment. there
0: um <laughs> no <laughs> but happened? i want to say <laughs> i i want to say uh, you're doing a great thing over there, and I I know you probably cringe or like probably like we're taken aback by the word revolution. I stand by it. <laughs> People love All it right. out there, man. Uh,
1: Lowercase lower r revolution, yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> Lowercase r, three exclamation points. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Sergio said it's true, so there you go. There we go. Man and said this,
0: it. This podcast is global, so they will hear it. Um, right on. So... <laughs> But keep it up, man. I know COVID impacted you and what you wanted to have planned, but I want to say keep it up. People are going to be rooting for you. People we know, people we don't know, people you've impacted over there. Keep it up, man.
1: Thank you, man. I will. That's very nice of you to say, and I hope to meet you sometime, ideally in Tokyo, but who knows? Maybe LA. Maybe I'll come back.
0: Oh, for sure. Um, So (laughs) right before we wrap this up, are there any shout-outs you'd like to give to anyone over there or anyone abroad? Oh, shout out, I just want
1: to, yeah, shout out everybody, because there's people, I'm not even going to remember some of them because they've moved back to Europe or America, but everybody, if you, anybody that's listening to this that has ever been part of Tokyo Dodgeball Friendship Club, thank you from the bottom of my heart, like, uh, I didn't know if this could be anything, and it's something, and I, I know, like, the, just the memories we've had and the fun we've had over the past seven years, and for the I don't know if I'm going to live that long, but the seven years to come or more, we'll see what happens. But seriously, everybody, thank you guys so much. And for those of you in Tokyo right now, uh, see you soon. And I'm going to get you out.
0: All right. And we will wrap this up in three. And that was my interview with Will of Tokyo Dodgeball Friendship Club. Um, Thank you so much for hopping on and sharing with us your dodgeball story. And Thank you for what you're doing in Tokyo. I'm sure everyone, regardless of whatever ward they come from, are very grateful that you came from WDS in LA to falling in love with the ramen scene out there and starting dodgeball. Uh, It's kind of funny how um, this season we're breaking new ground in new countries and I'm currently talking to a few, uh, trying to set some uh, future interviews up in different countries, Um, just trying to learn how to adjust to Longer time zones. Uh, So hopefully you've been enjoying it up until this point. Uh, I'll announce my next guest shortly. And uh, until then, have a wonderful night. Take care. And I'll see you next time.